This is the Tuesday, December 28th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight. So settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks with you here, getting you set for a Tuesday betting card. Do want to remind you that Daily Wager is on a couple hours early today, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. Uh, it'll be that way all throughout the week, so make sure you set your DVRs or your uh, watch alarm, whatever, uh, on your TV to make sure that uh, you are with us at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific all this week on ESPN2 for Daily Wager. All right, Anita, uh, we can touch on uh, bowl season, NBA, NFL. Let's start with bowl season here real quick. I know you mentioned that there is a game that interests you on the bowl slate today. What is it? Yeah, um, I really liked Houston, but of course we're recording this a little bit later than, than when the game started. <laughs> I wish we got it this a little bit earlier, but nonetheless, there's another bowl game later on this afternoon, and that's Air Force. Um, the line has switched here. They were getting one, one and a half now. They're favored by one. Listen, Air Force has the better defense. Uh, they are fast. And, oh, by the way, they're playing on turf, which makes them even faster. They've got a great running game. Meanwhile, Louisville, last game they played, they gave up 20, 52, 52 points to Kentucky. And uh, and also, you know, it's really important, all these bowl games, you know, players that are going through the uh, the, the portal, uh, the transfer portal, or, or players that are, you know, coming out and they're going to be in the draft. You really need to pay attention to, you know, who's active and attractive and who's not. And Louisville, uh, they recently lost their first, first and fourth leading receivers in that portal. Uh, Jordan Watkins and Justin Marshall, also uh, their their cornerback, Greedy Vance, also entered the portal. And uh, so they're going to have problems in their secondary. So I really like Air Force later on this afternoon. Okay, that game uh, kicks off 315 Eastern, 1215 Pacific. Uh, so make sure you get those uh, wagers in if you are so inclined. Uh, nothing that really stands out to me uh, for the rest of bowl season. So let's move to the NBA tonight. And we know that the league is kind of modifying its um, health and safety protocols. But, uh, you know, 10 days now won't be required um, for uh, quarantine. It's being shortened to five or six, I believe. And we're seeing that already affect games and players who are able to come off the uh, – protocol list and that's already happened again today with the likes of Kevin Durant uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge for the Nets, Evan Mobley for the Cavs within the last hour or so coming off of the uh, health and safety protocols list. So obviously that's going to benefit a lot of teams out there and help shape the lines throughout the day. Um, Anita, I'll let you get started here as well in in the association. Are there any games that stand out to you that you want to attack right now? And again, keep in mind that these lines could be moving throughout the day if more players either enter or come off the protocol list. Yeah, I mean, Tyler, it it really is fascinating, right? Like we just talked about Air Force, all the reasons I like Air Force. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of bowl games that have been canceled because of COVID. Uh, You know, you want to jump on these early lines. And I know we're going to get to some NFL lines as well, but it's just amazing to me how, you know, this, this new strand, this new variant of, of COVID-19 not only has affected us uh, in our personal lives, but also has affected, you know, what's going on in our wide world of sport. Um, so you're absolutely right. You want to stay on top of everything. I do like the Knicks tonight in Minnesota taking on the T-Wolves. 
as you know, I'm here in the New York area. I host Sports Talk Radio uh, in New York. And the biggest storyline is the last four games, uh, Thibodeau now has taken Kimba Walker off the bench. Uh, with Kimba on the bench, they were one and eight. Off the bench, now they're two and two. And there's a real good feeling and vibe around this Knicks team, especially with Julius Randle. Both Kimba and Julius Randle have been talking about, you know, what what Kimba learned on the bench. He comes back. He's more aggressive. There's better chemistry. And there's just a really good vibe around this Knicks team. Julius Randle, his last game, double-double, 25 points, 12 rebounds. And the Knicks are healthier, believe it or not, coming from New York City, where, like, everybody I know has COVID, unfortunately, but they are the healthier team. Meanwhile, the T-Wolves, they've got nine players coming off of uh, protocol, but apparently they haven't played in 10 days. So word is they're unlikely to play because they're not in game shape. Towns, Russell, uh, Edwards still expected to be out tonight. So I really, I really like this. This is a good spot start for the Knicks. And I think that they go to three and two with Kimba Walker now off the bench. Yeah, Kimba's been incredible since coming back. You know, triple doubles on Christmas Day. They get a 40-point effort uh, mixed in there as well. Minnesota, uh, obviously dealing with some issues to their star players. Carl Anthony Towns uh, on the uh, COVID protocol list. Anthony Edwards, it looks like, cleared the COVID protocol list but will not play um, tonight because of his conditioning. So uh, Minnesota's roster has been thinned out in a very big way. Um, there is one ga- a couple of games that stand out to me. Uh, I'll start first with this one. The Sixers laying six and a half in Toronto against the Raptors. The Raptors are a team that have a, a whole mess of players um, out of the lineup, including pretty much all of their starting lineup. Uh, last time we saw the Raptors on the floor, uh, they were getting beaten 144 to 99. I think was the final score uh, with, uh, you know, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, all these guys uh, in the health and safety protocols. Um, We'll see if any of these guys come back throughout the day. Um, There's word that maybe Siakam might be able to um, right now, based on the knowledge I have of the Raptors. So maybe you want to wait and see um, the Sixers will mostly be intact, namely Joel Embiid. He's coming off a massive game as well and laying six and a half against a Raptors team that might be shorthanded and doesn't really have a big that can handle Embiid is uh, concerning. So maybe uh, right now, maybe the best thing to do is attack Embiid in the prop market. Uh, I think his point prop uh, is 27 and a half. And I would go over that. Just there's no one on the Raptors, even when they are fully healthy, uh, that can cover Embiid. And if the Sixers want to get this win, which they they desperately need, Embiid's going to need to go off. Um, but uh, if you if you're not confident in what Raptors will be available, maybe attack Embiid right now, and then wait and see if that line comes down if more Raptors um, become available throughout the day. The Cavaliers and the Cavs just keep smashing against the spread. That was the team that just beat. Um, Toronto, 144 to 99. Evan Mobley, their um, potential rookie of the year, he would get my vote right now, as good as some other rooks have been. Uh, he's back off of the health and safety protocol list. So having him and Darius Garland, Kevin Love has played well, Ricky Rubio as well. And this team is an outrageous 
25, six and two against the spread this season, 25, six and two. So they're laying five in new Orleans against a Pelicans team that looks like it's going to be without Brandon Ingram. And it's just still just one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like the Cavs are clearly one of the best, especially against the spread. And the Pelicans are one of the worst um, in the NBA overall and against the spread as well. They're just 15 and 19 against the number. So I feel comfortable with the Cavs uh, laying five, especially with Evan Mobley back. And the uh, final game I'm looking at is Denver and golden state. Uh, looks like the Golden State Warriors are going to be pr- pretty shorthanded. Um, along, Steph Curry will be available, but no Draymond Green, um, no Jordan Poole, no Damian Lee. The Nuggets obviously have been shorthanded all year long, but Nikola Jokic has been playing like an MVP. They're catching seven and a half. I'm not sure I would grab the seven and a half. Maybe wait to see if that comes up to eight or nine since this game is in San Francisco. But the total of two seventeen and a half seems a little high. The Nuggets just with. No one else but Jokic. They have to slow down to allow Jokic to get up and down the floor. They can't sprint with a team like Golden State or Jokic will tire out. So they really like to slow the pace down when Jokic is so shorthanded. The Warriors are great defensively anyways. I know Green not being there lowers their defensive ceiling in a big way, but they're still a good defensive system, a good defensive team. Um, I think it's just going to be a slow-paced game with Steph and, and Jokic kind of trading buckets. So 217.5 seems a little high there. I would go under. Any other NBA games uh, that you want to kind of talk about or discuss um, the the circumstances as uh, for the betters out there, Anita? Yeah, I, I'm with you with Cleveland. Uh, you mentioned, you know, not only are they, you know, 25, 6, and 2 against the spread, but they're 12, 12 and 4 against the spread on the road, wow. and they're 9 and 0 as favorites. As you said, for the Pelicans, uh, Ingram uh, is doubtful because of the Achilles. The Cavs hit 22 three-pointers against the Raptors the other night, 144 to 91. Kevin Love, his first start of the season, and he put up 22 points. So I'm with you with Cleveland. The last game I want to touch on is the Miami Heat. I do like the Heat tonight. Bradley Beal, big question marks whether or not that he's going to be back or not. They've got other players that they're dealing with, the Wizards that are on the COVID list, the protocol. No Hachimura tonight. He was expected to get um, have his season debut Uh, But he has entered protocol as well. So he's not going to make his season debut. Jimmy Butler is back. And what a difference. I mean, he's the straw that stirs the drink down there in Mm -hmm. South Florida, averaging 23 points a game. And of course, the combination between him and Harrow. Harrow has been great. He's put up 55 points his last two games. So I really, really like the Heat tonight. Uh, Those are are the three games. Knicks, Cavs, Heat, those are are three, three games. Three, three teams that I, I'm Great. feeling I, I really like tonight in the association. The Lakers as well in action. We know how bad they've been against the spread. Now Russ is getting defensive in the media. They're laying five and a half against the Rockets on the road. Rockets are expecting back Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, their rookie. So, and just something to note there. Um, I'm not going to bet the Lakers um, uh, with the way that they have struggled, but I don't like betting my money on the Houston Rockets either. So it's a pass for me, but I will just note that because the Lakers have been profitable fading them all season long against the spread real quickly. Anita, do you want to look ahead to anything in the national football league? Again, it's either advantageous or uh, really detrimental to try and beat the market with closing line value, considering how, much uh, things can change from day to day in the NFL. But as of right now, based on the information that we have and what we expect to be the case headed into um, this weekend, are there any lines in the NFL that stand out to you right now? Yeah, there's, there's two lines that I've already jumped on, uh, and, and that's Dallas, minus five against the Cardinals. Cardinals 0-3 against the spread the last three weeks. 
Uh, are we possibly seeing another late season demise? I think we are. Marcus Golden uh, on the COVID list. He's got 11 sacks on the season for the Cards. He's not expected to play. Meanwhile, Dallas, they're getting healthier. Tyron Smith is back on the offensive line. They're looking for their fifth straight win. And, man, it, <laughs> how frightening that Dallas Cowboys defense is with Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Michael Parsons all healthy and Dan Quinn leading the way as their D.C., uh, I think I think uh, Kyler Murray is in for a, a long, long day against that Dallas Cowboys defense. And also, I'm all over the Packers against the Vikings. I mean, Aaron Rodgers at home, he's money. Listen to these lines. 68, 37, and 4 against the spread at home in his career. And he's great at home against his division against the spread, 25 and 12. That's 32%. And Packers are playing for everything here in the sense that um, they win and other teams in the NFC lose. Um, you know, they want to lock down that number one seed. They want the road to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles to go through Lambeau Field. So all the motivation here. I love the Packers at minus six and a half. Grab it now before it goes up to seven, possibly seven and a half at kickoff. Yeah, I, I like both of those as well, especially getting on them right now uh, before they move, because I do think the, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals are reeling. The Cowboys are starting to find it again on offense, which, you know, makes them doubly dangerous with the way their defense is playing. Um, of course, the Packers at home against a Minnesota team that's seemingly losing interest in the season. Um, I, I, the one game I do have my eye on, maybe the most intriguing game, is Burrow and the Bengals hosting Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's at uh, five right now. The Bengals, a five-point home dog. I'm curious if that goes up because I like the Bengals side, to be quite honest with you. I'm going to discuss this more on Daily Wager, but I like the Bengals side at home against a Chiefs team that has won eight in a row, but some of those wins have come against suspect competition. All the Chiefs can do is beat the teams that the schedule puts in front of them, um, but I, I wonder if this Chiefs defense has um, gotten its reputation as a squad that's turned around against some suspect quarterbacks and mediocre to subpar offenses. The Bengals certainly are not that. They're one of the best offenses in the NFL when they're clicking on all cylinders, so I'm curious to see if the Bengals, if that's steamed towards Kansas City. Uh, I'll wait right now, but um, you know, five is a number I like. Hopefully it gets to five and a half or maybe even six. But uh, the Bengals at this price, if that's what it closes at, I'll, I'll jump on it. But uh, that, that one intrigues me as well. And it could be one of the more interesting games for week 17 in the NFL. All right, Anita, that'll do it for today. A little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need as promised. Bowl season, NBA, and looking ahead in the NFL. Please do us a favor and don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. And a reminder, once again, Daily Wager on ESPN2 a couple hours early all throughout this week, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, today, Wednesday, Thursday, all throughout the week. So uh, catch us there on ESPN2 for more as we dive in. We appreciate you listening to the Daily Wager podcast. 